0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: Welcome to Earth Station 1, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. War is inevitable. One must destroy in order to create. We are no Jedi.
2: I started hearing whispers of Thrawn's return
0: as heir to the Empire. What happens when we find Thrawn?
1: Power. Such as you've never dreamed.
2: I've spent most of my life fighting a war. That's why I'm trying to convince you to help me prevent another one. You and I both know who could help you with this. She's still just as stubborn as ever. I bet your master found you difficult at times. Anakin never got to finish my training. I walked away from him. Just like I walked away from Sabine. You never made things easy for me. Master.
1: Jedi, sometimes you have to
3: make the decision no one else can. But I'm counting on you to see this through.
2: Nice haircut. Sometimes we have to do what's right, regardless of our personal feelings. No!
0: Buckle up. If we don't stop Throng, everything will be in vain.
3: power
1: Anakin spoke highly of you
0: I'm not here to discuss my past we have a lot of work to do once a rebel always a rebel
1: Hey there, listeners, welcome to another episode of our station one. That's right, folks, we're back. And we're going back to the Star Wars universe. That's right, a long time ago, and a new galaxy far, far away. It's going to be awesome. We've got a great crew to talk all about Ahsoka. It's going to be ton- fun because they've been building, building and building and building for towards this for quite some time. And it's got a great crew on board the show, and it has a great crew to talk about it tonight. Let's welcome, of course, back to the show after a long time, Tara Burton's back.
4: Hi, how is everybody? I bring my dog, Dobby, who I hope will be a good uh, co-person with me.
1: Is he (laughs) your Padawan tonight?
4: He's my Padawan, for sure. Okay.
1: (laughs) Maybe if you use the waves of the force on him, he will be quite, you know, successful.
4: I know. I left Leia Kitty outside. Perhaps she would have been more appropriate to bring
1: Mm, very possible. Very, very possible. And returning also back to the show. Rosemary Jean Louis. Are you Did I say it right?
3: Almost, it's John um, Louis, but that's all. John
1: right. Louis. Ah. So close, but it's so, so far. Welcome back to the show.
3: Thank you for having me back. I'm coming back straight from one day of New York Comic Con where I learned the best way to make tea from Ewan McGregor. <gasps>
1: Really? Wow. That's what I did. Oh, we've got to hear about this. I'm so jelly <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. I'm I've always New York Comic Con's always been on my bucket list of places to go. And, you know, I've always wanted to go up to Manhattan to be able to do it. Maybe next year. Fingers crossed. Fingers but crossed for back. you. Thank you. Welcome back. And of course, the Jedi Master himself, Mr. Mike Gordon is here howdy yeah so are you ready for a lot of fun tonight to talk about this did we like it did we not you know people i've heard both sides of the fence and some people are complaining because some folks haven't seen rebels at all and a lot of the character references on this went right over people's heads and such
5: Wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that people are complaining about a Star Wars show? I'm shocked. Are you you saying that it's divisive on the net? Is that what you're saying?
1: I'm totally shocked. I am
4: stunned. Have you met our fans?
1: I know. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, folks, we are going to spoil the hell out of this one. So if you haven't watched it yet, please take a break. Put us on pause. And you know what? We'll be here here and waiting because we got tons to talk about tonight. So, Mr. Mike, take it away.
5: Yeah, let's get to it. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack here with this show that, uh, as Mike said, has been uh, a long time in the making. Um, uh, The character first appeared, I think, in 2008. So it's been quite some time since Ahsoka's got her own series and in the spotlight like this um let's find out what everybody's association is with the show before we, we sort of dive deep as so to speak rosemary let's start with you what what was uh your expectations in this what was um did you know ahsoka before this show and and how well did you uh were you familiar with the character
3: um sure i did know a little bit about ahsoka before the show so I had watched a little bit of uh, The Clone Wars, so I knew her as that young, rebellious, spitfire kid, kind of annoying initially. Um,
5: <laughs> Very much so, yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, then she blossomed a little bit or matured a little bit in Rebels. Now, I didn't see all of Rebels. I've only seen a season of a, and a half, but I loved it, uh, what I saw. Um, And then, of course, I saw her as a live action version in The Mandalorian, which I loved with the casting of Rosario Dawson because it was fan casting. And I thought just from how she portrayed it and that one episode of The Mandalorian that her still take on Ahsoka was interesting and intriguing to me. So I went into watching this this series Kind of intrigued and going, oh, boy, let's see what she does with this and let's see what they do. Um, Anyway, let me stop there. (laughs)
1: Let
3: (laughs) let somebody else go and we'll continue the discussion.
5: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, Tyra, what about you? What what was your past history with Ahsoka?
4: So I have... I still have not seen the third prequel movie by the way all the way through uh, i refuse to watch all of it because of events but i started watching clone wars about two or three years ago and fell in love with it i love clone wars it's probably my favorite set of um star wars property that's out there and part of that is the relationship between anakin and asaka uh, and how they portray that padawan master relationship so i loved how they had her grow up she was very annoying i agree in the first episodes uh but by the end she really was um kind of like the philosophical center of the problem with the jedi and uh, i've seen all of rebels i have vague memories of some of it but i will say that i think it's made uh having watched it made osaka better so I adore her. I when I saw her live action I literally cried because I was like finally this very powerful woman is finally in front of our face. Mhm.
5: Mm-hmm. And uh and Mike what about you? Because I know you have some experience with Clone Wars as well. And Oh, of
1: course. Oh, very much so. I watched, you know, Ahsoka and very from the very first Clone Wars movie that they did and I remember being at Dragon Con and Dave Filoni was there, and he was talking about, you know, that he they were doing a Clone Wars cartoon and starting with the movie and going forward. And like everybody else, you saw Ahsoka grow and become more mature and become almost a Jedi Master, but before she quit the Jedi Order. And it was neat to see, and then to see her grow even more, as a leader in the rebellion and it was it was awesome to see and you know i was there all the way through clone wars i was there all the way through rebels and so i knew all the characters who were going to be featured in the series and then rosario was awesome in mandalorian and it was neat how they were setting it up and they you know started hinting at what was to come with her series even in Mandalorian. So a lot of people, you know, were bitching and moaning because they didn't have a clue who some of the rebels were and such. And, you know, I, you know, there's a universe out there. There's characters out there. And we already had seen Zeb in Mandalorian last season. So it was like only natural that we got to see the characters and everything in this. And so I was on board for this and I was excited to what we were going to get. They had some downs, but they had a lot of ups and it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to talk all about this together tonight.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, I I'm with you, Mike. I was right there, uh, saw the clone Wars movie when it premiered, uh, on the screen and, uh, found snips to be very annoying Uh, and, (laughs) and, and thought, oh my goodness, what is this? And then as you start watching Rebels and get to know her better, and by the end, I mean, it's really her story. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of side, side missions and side episodes with other characters, but it pretty much begins with her, uh, and her association with Anakin and it ends with her and, and what happens in the events of, uh, Revenge of the 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 uh
1: what's the third one called? Revenge of the sin.
5: <laughs> yeah, right. Revenge of the Sith. right, right. Um, so uh and then rebels. It was interesting because Rebels uh started the same way for me in the first episode or so. I was like, Man, this is really uh maybe just for kids or whatever. But then I started I continued to watch and it got deeper, and then Ahsoka appears, I think, in like the second or third season. And when she joins, it really just clicks and There are some episodes of that series that I would put up against anything, Star Wars or not, like, just amazing. Uh, The uh, two-parter where she, you know, that involves her and Darth Maul and Darth Vader. And, I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, Plus all the stuff that she does with the Mandalorians and and on that planet and everything like that on Mandalore. Um, Ahsoka is a rich character that Dave Filoni created, with the help of George Lucas. Um, and uh, yeah, it was only a matter of time before she got to live action. I was very excited to see her in The Mandalorian, as you guys were as well. And I was very, very super excited that she was going to get her own series. And we were going to get, because as the news came out, it was obvious that we were going to get more people from, more characters from Rebels as well, including one of my favorite extended universe characters of all time, which is Thrawn. And uh that I this was the most this was the thing, movie wise, TV wise, whatever wise, that I was most anticipating for the entire year. Like this was the big thing. So it had a lot of big boots to fill. And as Mike said, some of it uh was good. Some of it was okay. Uh I don't know if anything was bad, but we'll we'll kind of uh dissect it a bit more. Um but uh I, I'm I'm satisfied that enough that this is a good start. I don't think anything was damage was done, but I do feel like uh, that for people who weren't familiar with the characters, that they did feel a little left out. I don't know if the series did enough to kind of booster that, but um, you know, uh, it, you know, cause that's a lot to watch. Like if you're asking someone to watch all of rebels, all of clone wars, that's like a lot of that time to spend. Now I think it's worth it. I think those series are both really excellent. And someone, like I said, some of the best Star Wars is out there. That's a lot to unpack. But let's uh let's go back and 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 get your overall impressions of the series uh satisfying, not satisfying, et cetera, et cetera. Uh we'll we'll start with you again, Rosemary.
3: Sure. So for me, it wasn't satisfying because I felt that it it missed out on its potential. Um, to me, the premise of the show was really what's Ahsoka like when she's older, right? Um, there, there's the great line um, when she's in the dream world and she's talking to Anakin, and he says, "Oh, you look old." And and at that point, to me, it was like, "Oh wow, yeah, that's probably the heart of the show. What is she like? How has she evolved?" Um, I felt. Unfortunately, that Rosario did not build upon um, her still and Zen performance from The Mandalorian. And that Zen performance just couldn't carry a show for me. Um, Maybe it's also how uh, Dave Filoni wrote the character that she should be so still and zen but after a while i mean i i feel bad that sometimes i was like falling asleep because it was it was just kind of like an asmr kind of you know video almost because it was, it was so zen and relaxing how she performed i think where she uh where the show uh really shined was when they had the um the jedi fights the fight scenes uh, the choreography was was pretty amazing. Definitely the characters that uh, stood out for me was uh, Balin Skull, um, you know, R- RIP, to poor, uh, you know, Ray Stevenson. He was amazing. What a presence. Really wanted to know what was going on more with him. Um, also, the appearance of Thrawn. I mean, that guy, certainly, I didn't get to see him in the cartoon because I didn't get that far, but he definitely lived up to his hype. And just brought that character to life from the cartoon as a live action person, kind of like that menacing but efficient corporate, you know, restructuring person who comes in and is going to change everything (laughs) for the worst that you're scared of. But he did it with such (laughs) efficiency. It, It was amazing. Um also the I also wanted to see and I, I thought again the the missed potential was that relationship between Ahsoka and Sabine. If that's the story that they're picking up from rebels, then I felt the two of them didn't have a lot of chemistry together and they didn't put them together enough to build upon that and help us understand where they were going with the with Sabine's growth and her learning. Why was she even mad? and, and circling back to the folks who didn't get to see either all of Rebels or all of the Clone Wars, unfortunately, folks like me who I fall into that category, sometimes I was distracted because I was going with the different plot points going, wait, Kanan's dead? What? (laughs) Did you say he died? What? Ezra's missing? What? what? Did did you say he's missing? You know, and then you're distracted by some of these plot points, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, An interesting setup to what's to come with the movies, but I felt that plot-wise and character development-wise, they miss some potential to uh, do a better job.
1: What I told a couple people, actually, um, this might have helped you also, is watch the final episode of Rebels to, you know, find out how the characters ended up where they did. Because there's a lot of references to that final episode in here, so it's it was pretty you know understandable what you're saying though, and everything yeah,
5: I mean, and there's also um and it's interesting because there's a lot of people that i i you know that assume that just because you know those of us who have seen rebels and those of us who have seen Clone Wars beforehand know are like are completely caught up with his character, but we haven't seen ahsoka like for uh I mean, outside of her appearance in Mandalorian, and she also has a brief appearance in Boba Fett as well. um, That we don't—I mean, we for us it was completely new information that that Ahsoka and Sabine were uh, Padawan and Master uh, apprentice, that kind of thing. Like we didn't have, we didn't know they had that kind of relationship. Um, We didn't know what happened with uh, with them, the split up, and everything like that. So there was a lot of things that we didn't know as well. Um, But yes, there were a lot of I I think the the show could have done a little bit more exposition wise um, to explain things a little bit better to people who didn't know. And 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 really, if this is a series that's supposed to, you know, introduce Ahsoka and Thrawn as being like the two big characters of Star Wars that everybody's going to like really gravitate towards. I don't know that the series really did a great job in selling everybody on those two in particular characters, that because I don't know if the best of them is in this uh, series. But uh, I do think it was a nice introduction, but we'll see if we get well, – hopefully we'll get more. Um, Tyra, what about you? What, what, what are your thoughts overall about the series?
4: Overall, I think we needed that three-minute introduction that told us everything we needed to know. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's out of everything. That's the biggest mistake for me is that we needed a place to set us in time and space. We needed that mm-hmm. soliloquy at the start of a Shakespeare play that tells us where we
5: are. And um. what's ironic is that we did, for the first time since Star Wars has been on TV, we did get an opening crawl.
4: I know, but not enough. Not <laughs> <Right. laughs> <It wasn't laughs> enough, but
5: but it's like we did get a crawl for the first time ever, and it's oh. like okay, but we still don't have the information we need. They
3: misused it. They needed to. They <laughs> needed to add some more graphs and come on, we needed, pages.
4: We needed plot points, but right. uh, I actually loved what they did with Asuka. Um I thought that we, my husband and I had talked about how stiff she was to begin with. And then after um, her and Anakin came back together and I hating Christian, I can't say enough how much I am loving him having this moment, Mm -hmm. but their fight. And I watched that episode three times. I loved it so much because at the end, when she has done the grand Gandalf in the gray and turned into the white Asaka, her whole demeanor changes. And the episodes after that, she's smiling and she's looser and um, she's in a different place. So to me, there was a huge character change with their fight. Like she found peace with the fact that she wasn't responsible for Anakin becoming Darth Vader, that there's still Anakin, her master out there. And so for me, that was huge. What I didn't like was I really felt like they didn't make Sabine as much of the fighter that she was. Like she capitulated so easily um into giving them the direction and i didn't think that was in character at all i i think they could have found a better way to get them there uh rather than trying to make her less than um and i also thought that her ability to use the force in the last episode was like a huge jump like i was really proud and pleased that she had it but it's like a huge jump from where she started at the beginning to where she was at the end and
5: um quite a quite a pun there too by the way that
4: that is yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) unintentionally funny there you go but in there like Osaka said something about have you been practicing have you kept up your training and I was like I never had the concept of how long it took from when she arrived there to when Osaka got there how what was the time frame for that because if she was keeping up with her training it wasn't just a couple of days um, but I, I, Thrawn on the screen, oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember him from the Timothy Zahn books, which I always suggest people read because uh, the first trilogy is just amazing. But I thought he did a really good job of portraying the fact that he is mm-hmm. this intellectual leader. I th- thought they had him cued really well. And the sisters, oh, the sisters, oh, yeah. they were yeah. sisters amazing were awesome to, to see. see. Uh, so overall I was really really pleased with it. Uh I loved the fights. Seeing the three of them fight together was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was seeing what a big role that uh, David Tennant got. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, and that it's was a
0: I nice was surprise. David
1: Tennant.
4: No, just kidding. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I was overall really really pleased. So
5: Mike what about you? How did you feel?
1: It was interesting because I'm agreeing with both what the ladies are saying. And it's interesting too because Rosario does a great, great job as Ahsoka. And it would have been great to see, you know, Ashley as you know, Ahsoka still, but she doesn't look the role. Mm -hmm. That's the problem and everything. And they did a great, great job with Rosario. And it was neat to see the Rebels characters come to life. It was neat even, you know, At the very beginning, you know, you even you had, you know, some of the characters who you only saw in as, you know, the cart in the cartoons and everything, you know. And it was it was neat to see the little nods, even Clancy Brown, you got in it and playing the same character he played in Rebels. Mm -hmm. So it was it was neat to see that kind of stuff. It was neat to see the space whales. It was great. You know, which was gorgeous because you also got the hint of them again in Mandalorian. Mm, And so it was neat to see that. And for me, I loved the dark Jedi in this. They were awesome because they were not Sith. That's the thing.
3: Thank you for clarifying. Yep. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, they are not Sith and it was awesome, you know shin was awesome Mm -hmm. i thought she was totally badass and you know and then Balin was amazing and everything because he he was fighting for honor but he was also not you know you know the mustache twirling villain and everything he had his own goals which he was going for which i liked the one character and i have to agree with tyra um Oh my God, I was so, so getting annoyed with Sabine. I, you know, there was multiple times, I, even Judy says, Can I bitch slap her? You know, and everything. <laughs> it's true. And, uh, yes. They, they said and, that
3: know, at a New York Comic Con. I was on the line and they, they said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like, I liked the actress who played her that I had no problem with, just how they wrote the character mm-hmm. and everything. And that was for me it was it was the hard part. And I liked seeing, you know, different aspects of Ahsoka, because you saw her even as a little kid, as a new newbie, you know, Jedi or a Padawan and in this. And the scenes in the dream zone or whatever you want to call it was amazing and especially when you saw like Anakin walking away and they did the flashes and he was Vader and then back to Anakin that was just so good cinematography and great storyline um the seeing the sisters was great seeing you know it was you know it was good to see who you did um i didn't mind uh, mary elizabeth winstead as hero or anything i thought that was pretty good i still want to know why she wears goggles so you know that's the thing she's a starship (laughs) captain come on she's not a world war one flying ace you know type thing but it was always it's always fun with that and it i did have a good you know ezra was even great i love the actor they Mm -hmm. got for Ezra. Mm -hmm. so you know and then to see a live action chopper again it was just Mm -hmm. you know also a plus And, you know, I, there was so much I enjoyed and then Thrawn and it was awesome when, you know, he found out that Ahsoka was, you know, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. He was like, oh crap, you know, that type of look on his face because he feared Anakin Skywalker and that's from the Clone Wars. That's from the books. And it's also, you know, just, you know, he, if he had a nemesis, it was always Anakin or anything but he also respected vader at the same time which is very interesting so it was it was a neat neat thing to do um but yeah it was good and then we got anthony daniels as c3pr you know (laughs) yeah that was (laughs)
3: random
1: well you know what it worked i you know you might like yeah exactly it's like a little nod to fans it's like, you know, but yeah, I loved it. And there was a lot of fun in this, but I was like, don't end it here. Don't end it here. I wanted at least two more episodes, you know, type thing. And that was one of my feelings with it. We got, uh, it's amazing
5: to me that we got as much, uh, characters and, and references to past star Wars, you know, obviously clone wars rebels, uh, there's a character in there that shows up in, in Star Wars resistance, uh, the, uh, the Senator there. Um, and uh, you know, it's uh, off uh, the, the stuff about the, the witches, the night sisters um, and, you know, the, the potential of what this could mean also. I mean, there's, there's a episode of clone wars. It's this really bizarre episode about the unknown region and these, these beings that are uh, like godlike beings, and there's this implication that you know that they're they're going to be part of whatever's going to go on fo- moving forward as well. So there's a lot of like to unpack here, mm-hmm. um, and in a way, it, it's sort of like um, you know this is this is a almost like a I don't want to say a prequel series, but it's it seems like it's almost all set up uh, for big things to come. Like there's not. Uh the the story here for Ahsoka is that yes, um she starts off she's broken, uh she's managing, she's doing the best she can, like et cetera. She's trying to make her difference, et cetera, et cetera. We we don't know a lot about her, but she's obviously older. I mean, this is this is someone who grew up like, yeah. I mean, she was growing up in the Clone Wars. And here it is, well past that. Um, like um, and it's been I think since uh, the events of Return of the Jedi, we're talking about what, 10 years at least, 12 or something, right? Something oh, yeah. like that. Um, yeah. So she's older. Uh, we know, we know since we've seen her in Rebels that she's been through a lot. You know, she's actually faced off against Darth Vader before, um, and she had to come to terms with who Darth Vader was. Um, and we find that she still hasn't come to terms with that, which is interesting. Um, the addition, uh, Hulang Lang in this is really amazing. David Tennant does a great job voicing that droid. Um, and that's a character also that was in clone wars, um, popping up here was a nice surprise. And I think it was a great, uh, great use of him in, in this as well. I liked all of the characters, uh, the casting wise that they chose. Uh, it's difficult to do not, not a lot of characters that were in the cartoon get to follow up uh, or actors who played these characters get to follow up and do the same thing in the live action. Like Clancy Brown does. uh, Lars Nicholson does. um, And uh, I think the guy um, who, who voices have is actually the same voice, but he's not in this. He's only mentioned. Um, But I did think that the casting for Sabine for Hera was, was spot on. Um, I I did appreciate that a lot. The new edition of Balin skull and Shinhadi, like Rosemary, you said it, but as that first episode where uh, Ray Stevenson, you know, comes off of the shuttle, it's like, there's a presence there that you can, it's palpable. You can feel and he carries it through the entire series. I've seen Ray Stevenson in other things. This is the first time I went. Holy crap, he's amazing. Like he's just perfect in this. I want more of him and of course we won't be able to get that because he passed away unfortunately. And it looks like, you know, I mean, God help us. I hope they don't do the CG thing with him because I, but you have to recast him and that's going right, to suck. Do. Like yeah. um so we don't know what his storyline was going to be. We have no idea um and so that's an interesting idea, but man, was he really, really great in this? And everybody he worked opposite just got better when he worked with them. Like the scenes with him and Ahsoka were amazing. The scenes with him, like just he was just a great presence. And uh, I think he was like the real standout as far as the new characters for me. And and you know, it it did kind of throw you off because, like you know. It set it up as him being the bad guy, maybe, and then, you know, uh and then Thrawn comes in and then we don't really expect that uh that uh oh I see I'm I'm blanking on her name again. The uh the uh,
3: Shin? Shin. no
5: no, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh Morgan. Oh Morgan oh, Morgan, and Morgan, the Morgan you know, mm-hmm. we don't you know, Ahsoka gets a rematch against Morgan, which uh she faced off against uh, her in um Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian, Mandalorian. yeah. Yeah. And uh, it seemed kind of out of the blue. I mean, if you hadn't seen, like, it just seemed like all of a sudden, like, they're the ones who are facing off at the at the final episode. And you're like, oh, that's okay. I mean, Diane Lee can, Diana Lee can fight. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's a great, it's actually a great fight, but it seems to come out of nowhere. And there's a lot of things like that. Um, The casting of Ezra was amazing um yeah i'm kind of all over the place rambling because there's a lot a lot of things going on here because a lot of it's good a lot of it was really good and a lot of it was like "Mm, i don't it seems like it leaves it too open and and ended a little bit you know and i don't know where they're going to go with this and i hope they get a chance to um what's something else about the show rosemary that you you wanted to point out that maybe that didn't didn't work for you
3: Oh, that's a great question. Um, actually, uh, the, the casting of Hera. I mean, I I know there's a consensus in this panel that everyone liked um, and Mary Winstead, Elizabeth Winstead. Um, I felt just from my exposure of watching Rebels of how that character. It, it's tough, right? It's tough going from watching again the cartoon and you're seeing the portrayal from those voice actors and then seeing the, the live action new version. So I felt the, the voice actor for Hera was a lot warmer and a lot of more of the, the mother hen type versus uh, Mary's version, who was a bit more hands off. Um, So that I, I, every time I watched her, I was like, give me a little bit more. Give me, give me some warmth here, please. Um so I was having a little trouble with her. The other big trouble I was having was with the new republic with you know first of all why I mean do we care I mean I was like do I really want to care about them and their opinion and how they might ground her do we need that in here and then uh, I also felt bad that basically this is what all these folks died for um you know to to kick the empire out and now they have these you know pencil pushers who are not doing a very good job of paying attention to what villain might resurface and cause trouble, oh think, yeah So,
1: that, and I'm not disagreeing at all with you, sure, but they, they've been pushing that all throughout um Mandalorian, and you know that the new republican is basically sitting on their hands, and you know they've they've already become self over self confident oh, the empire, it's just like little pockets there's nothing, nothing right
3: not out. organized right
1: exactly well, one of the things that
5: dave filoni has taken it upon himself to do is to fill in gaps um he, with clone wars he wanted to fill in the gap between the uh of the prequel movies the second and third movie um and then with rebels and with bad batch he's trying he's working on filling the gap between uh the revenge of the sith and a new hope and and with mandalorian boba fett and now ahsoka what he's trying to do is fill in the gap between return of the jedi and force awakens Uh so there's a big there's a lot of questions as far as how did the republic get this way why is it why is it that you know an empire comes uh i think it was one of the best one of the best Scenes for me, and one of the best lines that Ray Stevenson had was when he was talking about how, uh, how just cyclical it all was like, you know, you get an empire startup and then rebellion, and then an empire, like, and then it's so it's back, it's it's all this, it's, it's a rotating thing. And it's like, I wanted to tell him, I was like, yeah, well, you haven't seen Force Awakens yet, but it's about to get really repetitive, like, it's really like <laughs> that, that, that cycle is about to continue awesome. even more so, man. Um, <laughs> Not because good he's way. seen it it's 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 a it's kind of like this meta commentary on like how this just is keeps happening over and over and over again and it needs to stop and he you know he that's why i'm kind of really interested to see where he goes from here because he's trying to stop this cycle um and what he has in, in mind to do that but um and yeah and i think that's why we saw with with mandalorian they were you know making more cases instead of just having the missions of mando and groku and and all of that it's like no no we're gonna tell a bigger story here we're gonna we're gonna show the 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 republic and how it's not working and why you know and the rise of the new order we're gonna see these other uh empire imperial guys take power for a little while and then you know et cetera, et cetera. so i think that uh that's going to be a big part of every series going forward uh, because I think they want to fill in those gaps.
4: I think what he does really, really well is show characters' pain. I think it happened in Obi-Wan. It happens in Mandalorian. It happens here where he's not afraid to show a broken character that we're used to being, you know, have their stuff together. Like with Obi-Wan, he was definitely broken. Osaka was broken even if you couldn't readily see it as much as you could with obi-wan and just he does an amazing job with that and the thing that i loved about this series was how many powerful women were driving this story and i love that about star wars because so much of star wars was men male characters Mm -hmm. driving it and to have so much that are female characters that are leaders that are powerful that have flaws uh, is just beautiful so i i'm loving that both in mandalorian with bo katan and with this with all the women that are in it
1: yeah you're here
4: i mean i can't wait to see what they do with shen i mean i think that's going to be an interesting story arc because uh where does she go
3: yeah i agree with that
5: yeah um dara is there something else about the series that didn't maybe work for you as well
4: sometimes the pacing wasn't as good as i thought it could be sometimes it was a little um rough and slow at times and I wasn't quite sure like the same thing with Hera I wasn't I wanted a little more maternal instinct particularly I mean Chopper is a murderer let's be honest but
5: straight <laughs> she, up psycho wow uh, you know straight up has, that, that robot yeah you has, know yeah. he's a, he, yeah. that
4: droid is there he's going to take care of that <laughs> child but she does leave him <laughs> on a cliff with you know <laughs> Just a Troy to protect him. Thank you. But, but she, the other, that and on the other hand, I was also, she trusted him and what he could do, which is an amazing thing to give a child, uh, to give them the ability to say, okay, I believe in you. I believe in what you're, you're trying to tell me. Let's go and find out what it is. Uh, so that's very powerful. I think the other thing that really struck me was realizing how young Osaka was in Clone Wars it's just heartbreaking to realize how incredibly she was a child Mm -hmm. out to be a general and to lead men into battle and i thought they did a really good job of portraying it i just it was one thing i just totally did not expect to come away from it going Okay, I gotta go back and watch Clone Wars now that I realize, you know, I you realize how, how young was. Snips is. But geez, she was young.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's one thing for her to be like in in a in a, in a cartoon form, mm-hmm. but then when you see her live action, you realize mm-hmm. exactly just how young she is being being placed in that situation. It's like, man, this is man. The Jedi are messed up
4: yes no mm-hmm. Totally there, i did love seeing rex though if i i have to yeah. a little nod to rex was wonderful um and oh, i love that was awesome
1: to see him again
4: oh, my God, he's one of my favorite characters from mm-hmm. and i agree with mike the in that dream mm-hmm. sequence looking at the cinematography of how they light mm-hmm. um hayden and light and dark all the time it's always the two shades on him is amazing to me
1: I it guess I need to find mobile. much
4: more to complain about, though.
5: No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I had a good
4: I, I ride. Sim- <laughs> I just wish it was a little bit faster.
5: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's Filoni's direction or whatever, but it does seem like there were scenes where I was listening to a podcast and they were replaying some of the scenes between ah- Ahsoka and 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 Sabine, where they were just talking. And yeah. it's like somebody says something and then you like, wait, and you count to like I don't know like twenty.
3: Thank you. <laughs> and it's then someone else pause. says
5: something, right. and you're like, and you're like, and I'm like, I didn't really notice this when I was watching it as much, but boy, when you're just listening to it, it's like it just feels like they're they're yeah, it just feels really slow. Um,
1: it was off really? It was not consistent, and that was part th- of the.
5: It could be. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't notice it as much when I was watching it because, you know, their faces uh, are more interesting and they're they're actually doing things. But but, you know, when you just listen to the dialogue, it is uh, you know, it does go at a pretty, pretty weird pace. But I will say, yes, as you pointed out, it does pick up. Um after the episode with World Between Worlds. Like it it does pick up because she does go through you do see a noticeable difference, I think. Um and maybe it's not that noticeable for people who don't know her. Um, but I, that I did back. Yes, yes. I felt like that too. Yeah. And so the shot at the end, you know, the very uh, final shot where, you know, she sees Anakin there. Uh, and it's the ghost Anakin, right? It's ghost Anakin, right. uh, ghost for, force, ghost Anakin. Um, yeah, that, that is, that is pretty moving. Mm-hmm. I thought that
4: tearing up right music, now, thinking about it.
5: The Aww. music was
4: incredible
5: Aww. in this series. Uh, I did think that the music was amazing. Uh, I, you know, a lot of times when you, when you know, when you get to the end of the episode and it starts with the credits or whatever, you just kind of go, okay, I'm done. But man, I just love listening to music, the music, the, the way the credits were rolling out, the the graphics of the the sort of star map that was playing out. Like I just thought that was so beautiful. Um I watched that every single time. But <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I, I thought it was really good. And and I I think they changed the music in the last episode. It was a lot more like fuller orchestra mm-hmm. and more powerful. So I don't know if they gave the you only know, one thing I didn't really notice if they gave Thrawn his own theme because I would have really appreciated that but I I don't really nothing really stuck out as far as that goes but um, uh, anything else you wanted to point out Mike good or bad
1: no overall I think it was real interesting and you know I want to talk real quick about the relationship between the Jedi and the Padawan and I'm not talking about Anakin and Ahsoka It was interesting when you had, you know, Balin and Shin, you know, he, you know, you could tell they're coming from two different points and everything. You could see how it was real easy that Shin actually could very easily go to the dark side, you know, and she could become a Sith and everything. She wanted the power. She wanted to you know just kill and destroy anything that came across her and she you know she the only reason she was working with Thawne was because she could thinking that Thawne can bring her power and everything and literally Thawne even turned against her and left the Jedi behind and it was just real interesting and even you know it was just interesting when Balin said you know This is all I can do. You're, I'm, this is where you've, you know, you're now, you're not a Padawan any longer. You're on your own and I have my path, you have your path. And it was just real, real interesting with that. And you saw that, you know, them grow out of that and everything. And it was just, it was real interesting to see because at first there were three of them. If you remember, there was, like it was either a force ghost or some an animated being that was using the like an inquisitor or something that had the the jedi the other lightsaber and stuff. They were all fighting together, and you know, Ahsoka took him out fairly early in the series. And it was just, it was, just so it, it was interesting thing. It and it was it was a neat experience and everything to see that. And it was also really cool to see the three force the three sides of the force you saw the father who was you know had the good and the bad the son who was the dark side and the daughter who was the good you saw them in the clone wars it was interesting because you learned about them then and they also were part of rebels so you got that and that's them having the statues on the planet and everything and then you saw the the bird at the very end, who is, you know, with Ahsoka, that's, you know, that's almost like Ahsoka's guardian angel. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to see that.
5: Yeah. So like many, like, token references in this. Like, you can tell Valoni's, like, a huge fan of Tolkien. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I do think that when it boils down to it, a lot of the, the, the relationships that Ahsoka explores are very much like you know the the master and apprentice whether it's ahsoka and sabine whether it's ahsoka and anakin whether it's uh Balin and shin whether it's uh ezra and kanan um you know there's a lot of like relationships there that are are kind of interesting to look at and compare um no two seem to be alike
1: Mm-mm. I. hmm
4: you just brought back up Ezra and I just wanna say his costuming mm. with the stormtrooper tags as his shirt <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> and his befriending of the little turtle people, who I swore if Feloney killed, I was never going to watch Star Wars again. I was like, you cannot kill yes, the cute that, turtle that people. I'm going sorry. To it's like no. killing a Ewok. We do not right. get over this very easily. Right. But um I loved how he also showed a different side of the Force, because when he doesn't take the lightsaber from Sabine, but yet is still using the Force to fight, and yes. how he's adapted without it, that it is just a tool. It's not really what makes you a Jedi or a force wielder. It's how you can manipulate that without it.
3: But I have to say, when he did pick up that lightsaber come on were you oh, not yeah. cheering i was like oh yeah yes
4: <laughs> finally
3: oh my goodness that was so amazing to see him do that well
4: yeah,
5: and when the, the uh, three of them are going up against the zombie troopers
3: right oh and
5: oh,
1: we got who would have thought now, we got zombies right <laughs> you know
4: whoa it mean, <laughs> just keep coming but when when Tennant's character who i i can't remember the, the droid's name when he hands him the oh, yeah. other one of yeah you know i was like oh okay so many great references so many connections
5: absolutely all right so uh let's uh finish off with just letting you know like what uh let everybody know what uh what you're looking forward to next like where do we go from here where do you want the star wars franchise to go from here because there's it's right now it's up in the air i don't know um i don't there's a lot of like rumors and announcements made about what's coming next but then they're canceled and we have no idea really i don't think what's what's happening now next uh but what do we want to see what do we want to see rosemary what do you want to see next
3: well you know if they if they cancel that mandalorian movie with bo katan you know finishing off her arc i'm going to be pissed i mean because that i i i felt i i know people had mixed feelings about the third season of the mandalorian i loved it because of her she was awesome such a standout bring her to life oh mm-hmm. you know kisses 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 right so i i once she she has gotten all the mandalorian factions together and now is, is trying to restore the home world and take out all the people who are getting in the way i want to see that so um hopefully they can bring that to life and in the process bring uh the other supporting characters that have been part of the the arc the rebels um the bad batch folks if they're part of the universe i'm not sure i didn't watch that cartoon but if they are but all those connected um pieces to bring them all in that that would be interesting and and I think it would be adequate to do it in a one a standalone movie. I think to drag it out, to me, it would be dragging it out if they, you know, pivoted and said, oh, we'll just make this a series or something. But please, you know, help us fans out, you know. <laughs> just mm-hmm. give us that one thing to look forward to and that big payoff since you announced it.
5: Don't cancel that. Hyra, what do you want to see next?
4: Well, I agree. I'm totally... behind Bo-Katan and seeing the rest of her story and the rest of the Mandalorian story, the rest of Denja and seeing where it goes. He's out in the outer rim, which is where Thrawn is going to be appearing. I think if I'm correct that he'll be popping in out there, he's out there. The Mandalorian home planet is out there. Mandalore is out there. So they have to be a part of that conflict that is coming. And I am looking forward to that conflict because mandalorians when they bound together are amazing uh it it only happens for like five good seconds before they have a fight but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know True. but it is, this is the way but i think her thing is stronger together that we are stronger together and so i can't wait to see that and can you imagine bo katan the armorer Hera and Asaka all fighting Woof. together with Sabine Woof. there. I mean, oh. oh my gosh! Let's just have a yes. girl power party. I mean, it's <laughs> thank you. Be hey, don't don't epic. leave Fennec in out of that. <laughs> it's going to be epic.
5: Absolutely, that's, that's what I'm Mike, hoping
4: for. I don't know what we're gonna get.
5: Mike, what do you want to see?
1: I would love to see you know a, co- a combination of all the seeds that they've laid mm-hmm. from. Book of Boba Fett from Mandalorian from Ahsoka from Clone Wars hell even Bad Batch you know I would love to see everything come together and you know and what happens to all these characters before you know the seventh movie you know where where did they where did they all go what happened you know what happens to Thawne what happens to you know, the remnants of the empire does, I want to see, you know, Snoke come pop up, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, where does he come from? You know, you have all this different stuff still to come. And there's so many building blocks and hopefully, and I emphasize on hopefully we'll get this, we'll get some answers. And I love the thought of something like that happening in a movie or a series of films, or, you know, would I want to see an Ahsoka season two? Hell yes. You know, I wouldn't say no to that before we get that. And, you know, are we, you know, when are we going to get Andor season two? When are we going to get, you know, all this other stuff that's still to come? So...
5: Yeah. So many things up in the air and, and, and yeah, I mean, I think we are supposed to get at least one more season of Andor. Um, yes. and, and it's already uh, filmed, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what the plan is uh, if the, and it's, like I said, it seems like to be changing every month. I see announcement and I see something canceled and then I see another announcement and then, this person, you know, whatever, and, and Disney says one thing, and Lucasfilm says another thing, and it's just crazy. So, but I do this has, you know, despite the fact that this series was a, you know, not didn't what didn't live up to all my expectations. That would have been really tough to do because I had some high ones. I, I trust Dave Filoni. I think Dave Filoni has done more for Star Wars than anybody else, yep. and and I think he understands Star Wars, and he he's got some interesting things to to, to, to stories to tell and he's created some interesting characters and i want to give him the keys to at least finish and tell that story uh so whatever that turns out to be whether it's another episode of mandalorian whether it's an episode of ahsoka whether it's an epi- whatever he wants to do um going forward to finish this to, to tell this story continue to tell this story and eventually finish it of course leading up to force awakens i'm on board i'm on board so that is what i want to see so But uh, we want to know what you want to see, and uh, if you guys liked Ahsoka, if you didn't like Ahsoka, or what you want to see from Star Wars next, because we're waiting, and when it happens, we'll cover it here. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and close out the show.
2: This is Ashley Pauls with this week's box office buzz. The big movie coming out in theaters this weekend, and I do mean big, clocking in at three and a half hours long, that's a long movie, is uh, Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Naturally, there's a lot of hype and buzz surrounding this movie. It's based on a best-selling book of the same name. It's set in 1920s Oklahoma, Which I find interesting as an inhabitant of Kansas. Oklahoma is the the state next to us, so this is a movie that's set in a region I'm very familiar with. And it's about um, serial murders of members of the oil wealthy Osage Nation. The trailers for this look great. I mean, as much as we all love superhero and sci fi movies, it's nice to have a variety of movies in your diet. And it's cool to see some movies like this and Napoleon that are set like these old-fashioned historical epics telling this grand story, giving actors a chance to really show off their chops. And so I'm hoping to see it. I will admit the three and a half hour runtime is a little prohibitive for me to be able to get to the theater. So I don't know if this one might have to wait and be a streaming one for me. Definitely not because I don't want to see it in the theater. That's just... Sometimes how it goes. But definitely looking forward to catching that one. Also a not so new movie, but one that is returning to theaters, is Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, the 30th anniversary. I haven't actually seen this one, I'm embarrassed to admit. But um, yeah, it's a well-loved classic. Kind of the bridge between Halloween and Christmas, which are my two favorite seasons. My favorite time of the year. So I probably really should check out this movie at some point. And that's it for this week's Box Office Buzz. If you're looking for more entertainment-related content, be sure to check out my blog over on the ESO Podcast website.
0: I'm Drew Leiter.
1: And I'm Cletus Jacobs.
0: And we're inviting you to join us as we delve into the dawn of the D.C. We'll be reviewing new titles such as The Unstoppable Doom Patrol, Shazam, Green Lantern, Titans, Justice Society of America and more. We'll also be reviewing DC Television's final season of The Flash, Titans, and Doom Patrol. Join us every week on the Earth Station DCU Podcast, part of the ESO Network. Welcome to a Geek Girls Take. I'm your host Angela, and this week this geek girl is talking about Nightmare Weekend Richmond, a new convention in Richmond, Virginia. So this past weekend, I made my way to Richmond, Virginia for the first ever Nightmare Weekend Richmond a new con run by the people who put on GalaxyCon. They had a bunch of film and voice actors and cosplay guests for the three-day convention held in the Richmond Convention Center downtown. There were also a lot of great vendors selling everything from t-shirts to toys and a lot of different artists selling their wares as well. The con also had multiple costume contests for all different skill levels and ages, as well as a horror tattoo contest. I had a great time walking around and checking out the con. They had a lot of different panels, from podcasters and YouTubes to comedy shows, panels on specific horror movies or monsters, and lots of stuff about cryptids as well. Pretty much anything you could imagine or find to take up your time at a horror convention, they had a panel for it. They also had a board gaming and video gaming room, if in case that's more your style than panels. There were a lot of great cosplayers walking around, like just some really, really cool makeups and franchised cosplays as well. I will say there weren't that many people there that I'm used to seeing at a con, but this was also the first year of the con. And once word gets out about it and how cool it was, it's going to grow because it was a really, really fun and well-run convention badge pickup was super quick and the layout for all the programming was really well done and you could find maps all over the convention center telling you where stuff was and it was really easy to get to everything so i'm really excited to see if they do a second year and what they're going to have in store for that because i had a lot of fun at their first year thanks for listening to a geek girls take what will i talk about next week well you're going to have to listen to find out
1: So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Air Station One podcast. I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. Rosemary, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Anything you want to promote or shout out about?
3: Sure. Thank you again for bringing me back and having me talk about Ahsoka because it was a lot of fun. I do want to shout out that if you are in the Decatur, Georgia area on October 29th, they're having their annual, I think it's the... The Haints and Saints Halloween Parade in downtown Decatur from 6, I think, from 6 to 9 p.m. or, or afternoon-ish. But if you just look that up, uh, Halloween Parade in Decatur, Georgia, if you're in the area, come on down. I think it would be a wonderful cosplay opportunity.
1: Very much so. And it's not hard to get to Decatur if you're anywhere in the Atlanta area. You just have to sit in traffic on 285, but that's a whole different story. Exactly. Or or Martha. Exactly. Or Marta. Marta's exactly. Yeah. Marta actually goes somewhere, folks. It goes to Decatur.
3: <laughs> right in <laughs> downtown.
1: It's awesome. And Tyra, thank you so so much, my friend.
4: Thank you so much. I am so glad to have been on here with Rosemary and found another uh lady who loves Bo Katan. <laughs> <So, laughs> That was wonderful. We have totally bonded over that. Uh, I am doing a podcast called Building Bold Connections with Cole's College, uh, where I teach at Kennesaw State, and it's still getting ready to launch our second season. And I run a Twitch stream now, who knew, uh, for the digital media track over on our uh, Twitch thingy, whatever we call it. But anyway, I'm talking to a, a Twitch stream. I've become a host. I don't know how that
5: happened, but
3: you Congratulations. Fell into it it.
5: it, I, it I happened. I did. I, I literally how, fell I, into it. <laughs> I've been wondering for like 13 years. I have no idea how it happens. Uh, so it, it just, you just fall into it. It's
1: mm-hmm.
4: true. But I'm, I love being here with Mike and Michael so much. So thank you for having me.
1: Always a pleasure. And Mr. Mike, we've made it through another one, my friend.
5: We did. And as always, it's my pleasure.
1: Anything you want to shout out about, sir?
5: Yeah, uh, uh, people wanting something to watch, uh, this spooky season. If they have not yet checked out, uh, on Netflix, the fall of the house of Usher, I recommend them do so. It is an amazing series. It is spooky. It is quite uh mature audience uh, that's for sure uh but uh the acting in it is amazing it is uh sort of related in a related note to star wars fans uh mark hamill is really amazing in it uh bruce greenwood is also in it uh carla g uh, is in it uh, there's so many great actors in it uh that all the performances are amazing if you are an Edgar Allan Poe fan which i am uh every episode every scene will have something in it for you to just sort of find really amazing and 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 a lot of easter eggs a lot of like not so subtle <laughs> references uh it is a fun series and uh i finished watching it this weekend uh it's 8 episodes um, and it's by the guys uh the guy who did um uh haunting at Hill House and uh haunting mm-hmm. at Blythe Manor, I think. And and another I haven't seen those series, but uh, based on watching this one, I, I'm eager to t- uh tune into those at some point because this was really, really well
1: done. Sounds awesome, man. Definitely sounds awesome. Uh, my shout out real, real quick. Um uh, wanna go give a huge, huge shout out to original co-host of the podcast, Dan Wren, we, you know, been haven't talked about him in quite some time. And last time we talked about him, we announced that he was going to be a daddy and that was a year ago. And his little girl, Sylvie, how's that for a name, is now official one years old, which is as of today, pretty darn amazing. That my nephew is going to have has a one year old, and it's awesome. And I love teasing my little sister that she's a grandma, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> and that just shows what our are on this podcast. So that makes it even more fun. So you know it's kind of cool. And right now, with everything going on in the world, folks, you got to look at the little things and you know just enjoy what you can get and smile about the good things. Because there's a lot of crap going in, as we talked about last week on the show. So just smile and, you know, applaud the good things. Applaud the great stuff. And, you know, enjoy what you have. Enjoy that, you know, we had a really good pride parade here in Atlanta over the weekend. Applaud that, you know, Halloween is right around the corner. Everyone's getting all spooky and scary and such. And it's going to be a ton of fun. And we're going to be back to doing scary and spooky stuff next week on the podcast, which is even more fun. So, you know, just got to look at the little things in life with that. And you know what? It's pretty darn awesome because, you know, we get great people on the podcast like this. And we get to talk to people about fun stuff like this. Where? When else can you do this? This is how you get your geek on, as we like to say on the show. It's pretty darn awesome. As always, thanks for listening to the podcast. You know always remember we couldn't do this without you if you want to support the podcast please check out our Tee Public store and get some really cool eso network swag also remember if you want to listen to their show before the rest of the world why not join the eso network patreon for as little as a dollar a month you can help support us here at Earth Station one check us out at patreon.com esonetwork and keep a watch on that because a lot of the levels are going to be changing very, very soon. we got some ideas going on, and you guys will be the first to hear about it. We want to hear from you, so please write us anytime at feedback at earthstation1.com. Remember, you could also find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. And now Earth Station One can also be found in video format on YouTube. And as a little extra bonus for watching us up on video, you can have bonus material. This episode, we got to talk about more ahsoka stuff which you guys at home who are listening to us didn't get to hear so that's why you got to watch us on video folks and as we always like to say you know what like and subscribe it's the best way to find us it's the way that no new shows are available if you're listening to us on audio or if you're watching us on youtube hit the little subscribe button and give us a little thumbs up you know always helps all right folks on behalf of myself mr mike and of course, Mr. Gordon, and of course, Tyra, and of course, Rosemary. Thank you so much for listening to us tonight, folks. We will see you here next time on Earth Station One. Hug like your loved ones, folks, you know, that's what you got to do now. And, you know, be thankful for what you got. And we will see you here next time on Earth Station One. Peace, and we are done you've been listening to the EarthStation station one podcast a show by fans for fans if you enjoyed the show please subscribe to our show up on itunes or wherever fine podcasts are found while you're up there please rate us and remember to leave feedback it would greatly be appreciated and remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it EarthStation station one is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats